Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. Good to see all of you here today and to be in the presence of the Lord with us. I am reading from Philippians chapter 4. I'm sure it's a very familiar verse of Scripture to many of you, if not all of you. The Apostle Paul wrote here in verse 13, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How many of you believe you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, not to embarrass all of you that just raised your hand, but my sermon title today is, um, no, you can't. (laughs) I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Um, No, you can't. Now, far be it from me to take up issue with the great... Apostle Paul. It's much easier to do with him not being here. If he was sitting on the front row staring at me tonight or this morning, I may not have titled this uh, sermon title that. (laughs) But I want to talk to you about what the Apostle Paul said here because it has been preached, and rightly so, it has been preached that we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. We have certainly emphasized through this verse of Scripture the positive and the powerful and the acts of power that we can take and the things that we can accomplish. And uh, we have brought out one aspect of doing great and mighty things for God. And don't get me wrong, because you can do great and mighty things for God. You can do all things if we keep the concept within the teaching of the Scriptures. If there's ever been a time or a verse of Scripture that illustrates the fact that you cannot pull one verse out of the Bible to make it say whatever you want, this is one of them. And many people have twisted the Scriptures by just pulling one verse out of context and thereby applying it to issues in their life that does not make sense nor does not agree with the will of God in your life or in anyone's life. Because the Apostle Paul in this verse of Scripture that we quote and we pull this out of the uh, context that it is written in and we apply it to the fact that whatever we're trying to do, we can do it because we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. It is imperative and incumbent upon us to go into the Word of God to see exactly what he was talking about when he said, I can do all things. And this is what he said. In verse 11, prior to saying this, he said, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Now, that's where our modern world is finding it very difficult to survive in. Whatever state I am in, I've got to be content. 
because we live in a, in, a, in a nation, we live in an economy, which is fast changing, by the way, but at least up until now, we have been involved in an economy that has afforded us to get whatever we're willing to work for. You want more? Work harder. You want more? Study more. You want more? Improve your talents. Improve your abilities. Because the, the world is at your fingertips if you'll put the work in. Can you say amen? But the Apostle Paul did not live in a world like we live in right now. And he said, it's not that I speak in regard to need, because he had many needs, he was in prison, he was beaten, he was, he was at, many scholars believe, put to death at one point and raised from the dead. I have learned whatever state I am in to be content. Now, how many of us have learned that? Because we're content when our bank accounts are full, and we're content when our cars are running good, and we're content when our heat is on in our house, and we're content when we're all healthy, but let all of these things start going wrong, and we start wondering, God, where are you, and what's going on, and why is this happening to me, and why does this take place with me, and how come everything goes good for them, and how come nothing goes right for me, and I'm here to tell you, you got to learn to do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. Hallelujah. Because this is what he said. I know how to be abased. I know how to do that. Why? Because I've done it. I know how to abound. How do you know that? Because I've been there. I've had abundance. I've had nothing. I've been through parts of my life when everything was wonderful. I've gone through periods of my life when everything was upside down and in turmoil. I've been at the top of the mountain, and I've been in the lowest valley. And he said this, everywhere and in all things. Everyone say all things. Because it's easy to be content in good times. It's hard to be content when things aren't going good. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry. I know how to hunger and not complain. I know how to be full and thank God. I know how to have a bank account that's full and rejoice. I know how to go to my bank and find out it's overdrawn and still rejoice because I have learned how to abound and how to be abased. And I can do it all. Praise God. And he closed out by saying this in verse 13. Just before that, he said, everywhere in all things I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Let me ask you today, can you suffer for him? There's not a person anywhere that wouldn't come to God, and many of them do for just this reason, to get things. I need something. My life is broken. How many people have stumbled into the church looking for God to fix their broken lives because everything is so messed up and nothing has worked and everything they've tried has failed and so they come to Jesus. I'm not against you coming to Jesus for that reason, my friend. If you have a broken life, he's the only one that can help you. Sometimes he'll help you by lifting you above it. Sometimes he'll help you by getting you through it. Sometimes he'll help you by answering your prayer. Sometimes he'll help you by getting you through what you're praying about. 
to, so that you can become stronger on the other side. And I have seen, we've talked about how many years we have labored in Schenectady. I have seen so many show up needing something. And when God did not fulfill the need in their time frame, they went out back out the back door looking for the next fix. Can you say amen? Let me tell you something about me, about mama, and about most of you, because most of you have been here for a while with me. It doesn't matter whether I'm up or down. It doesn't matter if it's going my way or not going my way. It doesn't matter if we're arguing. And I know you won't believe this, but Mama Frank and I have had arguments. Yeah, she's hard to live with. <laughs> she's giving me that look. She's going to be hard to live with after this sermon, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I am not hard to live with. I am, the, I am the easy one in this relationship. Does anybody, nobody's, nobody's saying amen. <laughs> Paul said, I can handle the good times and the bad times, and I want to ask you today, can you keep Jesus Christ front and center in times of prosperity? And can you keep Jesus Christ front and center in times of need? Can you keep Jesus as your focal point? Because I have seen as many walk away from him because of riches come into their life as I have seen walk away from him because riches didn't come. We have got to serve him for one reason and one reason only. He died for my sins. Praise God. Praise God. But that's not really what I want to talk about today. I just threw all that in there. I want to talk about this from another angle. Because as I read this verse, so many things come to me. We start off believing we could do all things through Christ. And sometimes, if we are not prayerful, faithful to church, faithful to Bible reading, faithful to fasting, did I already say faithful to prayer? If I didn't, that's important. We need to be faithful to the things that the Bible dictates will give us strength. You can't, listen, green beans are good for you. I don't think you can live on just green beans. I think after a while, your body would need other nutrients that are in other foods. You cannot live for God if all you do is pray. You need to be in church. You cannot survive with God if all you do is come to church and you never pray. You cannot survive living for God if you come to church, but you do not get involved with worship. You cannot live for God if all you do is worship. You see, you've got to have prayer. You've got to have Bible reading. You've got to have church service. You've got to have the songs of Zion. You've got to have fasting. You've got to have all of this rounded a, a, a healthy diet or you will not survive even though the one thing you're doing is good. Green beans are good but sooner or later other parts of your body will start to shrivel up because green beans doesn't meet every need. 
And I don't need to go through the scriptures to tell you where the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing, where the Bible tells us to forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, where the Bible says to lift up holy hands, where the Bible says clap your hands. If we came to church and did this the whole time, we would miss out on what happens when we do this. And if we did this the whole time, we would miss out on what happens when we do this with one another. We need it all. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. God is so good, isn't he? We're living in a day when people, and I think sometimes even as a nation, we have accomplished so much, and we are so blessed. And even those of you that struggle here in America, you know, I've traveled overseas and I have learned firsthand that the statement is true. You know this, Dan. You were, you've traveled outside of this country to some of these other countries. And I am telling you that the poorest among us live sometimes like the rich in other countries. We're living in a day when we have accomplished so much. And we have so much available to us. This country was founded on God. We're fast losing that, but you and I need to hold on to it. I'm not up on everything, but I even think that they removed from the court of law where you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I think they stopped saying, so help you, God. Can you believe that? No more Bible. No more putting your hand on a Bible. And saying, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth shall help you, God? No Bible. Just stand up and say, you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. On whose word? Yours? That's <laughs> your word? I felt a lot more comfortable when we did it by so help me God. We're living at a time when a lot of things are changing, but let me just tell you this. This country was founded on the word of God. This nation was founded on the principle that we have freedom of religion. And we're, they're fast trying to take that away. In fact, every religion is good except the religion that believes that Jesus Christ is Lord. I am here to tell you I will not change. I will not bow the knee to modern secularism. I will not bow the knee to modern trends. Jesus Christ is Lord. And before him, there is no God. That's what I believe. That's what I will preach. And this isn't in my notes, but if they put me in prison for it, I'll preach it there too. If the Apostle Paul did it, I guess I can do it. Because he's my hero after Jesus. But listen to me. Let me wrap this up, tell you what I'm really trying to get at today. We start off believing that we can do all things through Christ. And if we're not careful, we end up believing we can do all things. Hmm? We end up leaving off the through Christ part of it. And let me tell you that you may be able to do all things. But the real question today is, can you do those things through Christ? That's a powerful question to ask yourself before you take action 
before you go on a direction, yes, you can do this. There is no law in this country says you can't do some things. There is no government going to stop you. You can do all kinds of things, but the question you must ask yourself is this. Can I do this through Christ? Can I do it through Christ? Listen to what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. All things are lawful for me. That means I can do it. You know, you know it's not against the law to not go to church? If you were sitting home this morning in your living room, kicking your feet up, getting ready for Sunday afternoon football to come on, <laughs> there is no law against that. There is nobody going to come knocking at your door saying, why are you not in church? It ain't going to happen. Now, maybe mama will do it. <laughs> maybe your bishop will do it. Maybe he'll call you up and say, where were you today? Is everything okay? Because normally when people don't come to church, it's because something's wrong. <laughs> God forbid you say, I just didn't feel like coming today. But listen to what Paul said. All things are lawful for me. But, he went on to say, not everything's beneficial. That means I can do it, but should I? Huh? I can do this, but should I? I can hold on to this attitude, but should I? I can have this anger, but should I? I'm justified in feeling this way, but should I feel this way? You see, you can do it. But can you do that through Christ? Because I'm here to tell you something. There's a lot of attitudes and a lot of feelings and a lot of thoughts I get that feel good and feel justified. But when I take those things and pass them through Christ, everything changes. Everything looks different through Christ. Paul said, I can do everything through Christ. He didn't say, I can do everything. If you can pass it through Jesus and it's okay, then it's okay. You can do anything, but can you do it through Christ? New Living Translation says it this way. I'm allowed to do anything. <laughs> I am allowed to do anything. But not everything is good for me. Huh? This is good preaching. This is life-transforming preaching. Yeah, you can do that. Is it illegal? Nope. Will anybody say anything? Nope. If I pass it through Jesus, is it okay? Not necessarily. We like to do a lot of things and not pass them through Jesus, don't we? What if we stopped? And even if it's an attitude, a thought, an anger, whatever, what if we were to stop and say, Lord, how do you feel about me acting like this? I got a feeling we change a few things. I know I do. I, I, listen, you know me. I don't preach I, what I think is a good thought. I preach what I experience. 
And I have experienced this very thing. Feeling something, wanting something, desiring something, thinking something, desiring to take an action on something, and then stop and think, Lord, how would you feel about this? And I'll tell you what, it opens up my eyes to a whole different way of thinking, like all of a sudden, I'm not sure I should be doing this. I'm not sure this attitude is really right. I'm not sure my desires are really right. I'm not sure what I'm doing. Listen to what the King James Version says. All things are lawful for me, but not everything's expedient. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. And the RSV, all things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. You have a right to be angry at your wife, but does it benefit your marriage? You have a right to be upset with your bishop, but does it benefit your walk with God? And one last time, this is, this is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. Listen to what the New Living Translation says, and I love this. 1 Corinthians 10, 23. I'm going to wrap this up here in just a minute, but listen. I am allowed to do anything. That's what it says. And we would like to just cut that verse out right there, huh? But he said, but not everything is helpful. Not everything is helpful. I'm allowed to feel this way, but is it helpful? I'm allowed to take this action, but is it helpful? And I wrap this up with a beautiful story, one that I'm sure many of you are familiar with, and that's the story of Joseph. Story of Joseph is a beautiful story. He was just a good young man, just loved everybody, loved his brothers, was so excited about the visions God was giving him. <laughs> he didn't understand jealousy yet. <laughs> you know the story. His brother sold him into slavery in Egypt. He became... Even, even, in his, even in his hardship and even in his being a prisoner, he still lived right and worked hard and did what was honorable in God's sight. And the next thing you know, he's the lead uh, 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 servant in, in, in Potiphar's house, lead guy and, and trusted with everything. And there's Potiphar's wife thinking he's a good-looking young man. And she got a hold of him when nobody was around. And nobody would have known. And she tried to get him to sin with her. And this is what he said. This is what he said. Oh, that God helps me to always have this attitude. He said, my master, trust me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. Do you know that there's not a person that has more authority over you than you? You. I love this woman, but I have more authority over me than she does. And she loves me, and I like to say I'm the head of this house, and yet she's got more authority over her than I do. No one has more authority over you than you do. And this is what Joseph said. 
My master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. And then he said this, how can I do this great wickedness? Now listen carefully, because he did not say, how can I do this great wickedness against my master who has given me all this authority? He did not say, how can I do this great wickedness against Pharaoh who oversees this whole land? He did not say, I cannot do this great wickedness even though my father back in Canaan would, 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 would never know about it. He said this, how could I do this great wickedness and sin against God? I can do all things, but would it make him happy? I am justified with this attitude, but would it please him? I am justified harboring this anger, but would it please him? My friend, by the time you pass it through Christ, you might have a different opinion. Let's clap our hands for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's stand together. Let's stand together and let's read this verse one more time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Don't cut the verse short and say, I can do all things. Pass it through Jesus. Can you still do it? Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.